With stations all over the U.S., North America, Puerto Rico, Guam, and by satellite, we are Coast to Coast AM. Connie Willis here. I uh, hope that you can join me outside of Coast to Coast AM by going to ConnieWillis.com. You can join my show, Blue Rock Talk, taking you on live investigations virtually to hauntings, Bigfoot, and strange lights. And we are 100% active on the creepy hotspots. Those are the live investigations. So that shows Blue Rock Talk. You can have a drink with me at Connie After Dark. And there's so much more. Go to ConnieWillis.com. But sign up. Sign up. Don't just sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for the shows. Be brave. Get deep. Get deep into it because that's what we like to do. Open lines happening for you now. We're going to have uh, Anthony Sanchez, our guest for tonight. He's going to stick around and answer some questions for you in the next hour. So if you got something that you're just dying to ask him a little bit more, please do. Anthony, before we go to the phone calls, um, do you have any anything else to say that you want to add that you didn't get in? Well, you know, um, if, if they go to the website ufonexus.com, there's a menu. And on there, there's a there's a there's a section called well, it's called book sections. That's going to let people know what work I've really been involved in recently, particularly for the book, but overall for UFO and UIP research. And uh, I really recommend that everybody does that. Okay, that's it. Yeah, they visit okay. ufonexus.com and look at the book sections. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate that you have another book coming out. And, and wh- let me ask this. Okay, I know it comes out Halloween, which is smart. How right. cool is that? Uh, Willis Wayne. I'm sorry. On Willis Wayne. Um, <laughs> but what uh, – can you go ahead and pre-order it with your signature or something like that? Oh, yeah. Is that what I said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are already buying the book through the website, uh, oh, okay. knowing that the first deliveries are going to go out on uh, Halloween one day. They're – the hard copies are all done uh, from the printer. All, so right. You can, all right. You can buy the book now at ufonexus.com. By the way, thanks for putting in the front of the book my name, Tommy Danheiser's name, and George Norrie's name. That was very nice. You guys thanks. have played a pivotal role in me really getting out the information that I have had going all the way back to 2011 with UFO Highway to the general public about UFOs aliens, and the UAP and paranormal phenomena in general. So thank you guys. Yeah, you're you're welcome, and thank you. You do a lot of hard work. Like I said, you don't sleep. Let's go to uh, west of the Rockies, talk to Scott out of uh, the Costa Mesa, California. Hey there, Scott. You're on the air. Welcome. What you talking about, Willis? What you talking uh, about, Willis? <laughs> a different strokes flashback to TV show. <laughs> you're right. I'm I'm going to take us a complete 180, and, you know, a lot of people have ailments that the average person cannot comprehend, and so just being blessed in the days that we have and enjoy each and every day. Um, my question is to Anthony, and, you know, I lost a friend to ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and he left behind a wife and three young kids, three young boys, and during my buddy's struggle and fight, I wanted to ask him questions of his emotions on the situation that he was, you know, the fight that he was struggling with. And if it's not too, you know, if it's not, if it's inappropriate, I was just wondering, Anthony, what was it like to be paralyzed and 
what a blessing it is that you're on the mend. And I was just, I'm just curious about that struggle, if you don't mind, sort of. Right. So, so again, in 2019 August, I was hit with Guillain-Barre syndrome, and then I uh, spent uh, three months in the ICU, three long months, and then another three months in a recovery center there at the hospital. And I lost the ability to not only move, but to speak. I couldn't speak for two years. And I couldn't move for two years. Um, you can imagine the first six months at the hospital, all I could do was stare up at the ceiling tiles. And I truly believe that that experience had an effect on me. Uh, it literally altered my brain. For instance, I think that my cognitive abilities suffered because internally, while I was trying to articulate things to people, it just was impossible. Nothing was coming out of me. I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. I couldn't write. I couldn't speak. And then two years later, when I finally regained speech and the ability to move again, because Guillain-Barre syndrome is not permanent, thank God. I think that, you know, I had like this burst of energy that had been suppressed by the Guillain-Barre. And I do notice that parts of me um, are having difficulties, especially with my speech, trying to articulate. There was extensive nerve damage. But, uh, you know, Connie was mentioning earlier how I had experienced a near-death experience. Three times, three times I crossed over to the other side. And thank God for the people at the hospital. They were brilliant. They were angels, and they brought me back. And I have to tell you, for me personally, this is not the final plane of existence. There's something else happening. And uh, does it all connect with uh, what we're talking about tonight, UFOs, aliens? Uh, delving into religious aspects, spiritualism, going back thousands and thousands of years. I think to some extent that it does. Um, when my book, The Crossing, comes out later this year, I'm really going to delve into that, but I have to tell you, it was difficult. Being paralyzed changes you. And uh, for two years, two years, that's a long time. That is a long time. All I wanted to do was fight to come back because I'm a father and a young daughter and two young boys. Well, young men now. But uh, every ounce of me fought every second of every day to get back so that I could be here with you guys. You know, I want to be back in the world of the living. And uh, I, I offer my condolences to everyone who has lost anybody from ALS, MS, uh, Guillain-Barre, because by the way, the type of Guillain-Barre syndrome that I had, it has a 98% mortality rate. I'm very lucky to be alive. I cannot imagine you not talking for any length of time. So I know that was tough for you because you're a communicator. And right, right, I'm, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, that's just... I remember when you were coming out of it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of tears, a lot of tears, because it really takes an emotional toll on you, both physically and mentally, and not being able to communicate. Uh, and then when you can finally communicate, being in, uh, incapable of articulating is very tough. Yeah, you so had to learn I, to talk again. I, I had to learn how to talk again. Mm-hmm. And my mind for two years, not being able to process speech, was affected by that. And my ability to talk again, it literally, I was starting all over again. But thank God, you know, I did years of, of writing for my books. So I was able to delve back into reading what I had written, and it helped me recover so many areas of my brain. Looking forward to reading The Crossing from you when that comes out. That'll be interesting. Let's go um, international. Let's take the international line. Uh, talk to Don out of Canada. Hey there, Don. Welcome. You're on Coast to Coast AM. Hi, Connie. Hi, Anthony. Um, I think, well, we were talking about aliens earlier, and um, I'm beginning to realize that we're just somebody's uh, sheep. Um, they they use us as a food source energetically and physically. If you look at the amount of people that go uh, missing every year, the secondary part of it is I'm beginning to realize that um, the whole purpose of, of of like trying to get out of out of the, the the maze or the the role or whatever they want to call it or the role of karma or the wheel of karma or John Lennon did a song about it and all the rest of it is to that we're just that's part of the it's part of the trap but the reason we keep coming back is we try to figure it out and we try to to get the people that we care about out as well and bring them to the realization that uh that we're we're caught in this little wheel and we got to return back to higher source um you had a show on the other day somebody was talking about hugh we also have the, the jonathan Jonathan, I'm trying to remember his last name, Goldberg, I think it is. He talked about humming, but there's hewing. But all those things will connect you with source energy and, and enlighten you to to have a higher state of awareness, higher state of consciousness to get out of here. I don't know. I, I didn't make the mouse trap. I just trying to figure out how to get out of it. But anyway, there's <laughs> there's kind of my question. I think, yeah, is this <clears throat> so but those multiple multiple levels of uh, alien beings are some of them trying to help us evolve to a higher level of consciousness, and then there's other ones that just want to keep us here. And uh, like I said, energetically and uh, physically as a food source. Right. I remember years ago I had a discussion with Jay Widener, prolific author and filmmaker, and we were discussing the Archons. I don't know if you ever heard of the Archons, but. Mm-hmm. They discovered these books in Egypt, uh, I believe it was in the 1930s, these two brothers, they, what we now know as the Nag Hammadi Codices. And in the Nag Hammadi Codices, we learned about the Gnostics. Uh, well, we learned a lot more about the Gnostics and their take on religion and how they believed there were these entities called the Archons that fed on our souls and our emotions. And they were the ones that were to eat us as well? Well, no, not physically eat us, but uh, feed off of us, off, off of our soul, off of our motive, our emotional mm. Yeah. Mm. The more angry we get, the better for them. Sorry, guys. You know, 
vocal break. Yeah, I, I think there's um, I think there's nice ones. I think there's kind ones. I think there's ones that you know. I don't you know. I don't know. I think there's good, bad, and then there's some that it's just indifferent. They don't even care. And, they, and then again, that's a tie-in back in. That ties back into this religious aspect. Yeah. Where there's a connection between alien entities emanating from mythical or religious lore from multiple cultures across the globe, and uh, the archons being just one of many that we know of. So. That's interesting. Wildcard line number two. Let's talk to Jerry out of Iowa. Hey there, Jerry. You're on the air. Um, hi, hi, Connie and Anthony. Um, I, I, for one, would love to have a drink with Connie after dark while listening to excellent bumper music. Uh, <laughs> I had to get that in. Um, so, Anthony, uh, I really uh, respect your experience for two years when you, you couldn't, you could only speak with your spirit. And so I have a it's kind of a weird question, and I don't know if I should ask it, but it did occur to me. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking that um, you're talking about uh, chat GPT and AI earlier, and I'm more, I'm just thinking, like, is, could there be a universal uh, chat, like super AI chat GPT that God or aliens or Jesus or the Holy Spirit has that – Whenever it, humans encounter the great beyond, that it's it's like you just talk and it just is sort of a standard protocol. Like whenever we talk to the universe or God or Jesus, that it it just it's like a super intelligent response mechanism. I know that's kind of nebulous, but since you spent two years not communicating, I'm guessing you had some kind of a interface with the great beyond. Uh, so I, I hope you can work with that question. I know it's really weird, but so thank you very much. You know, I got to tell you, during that time period, I was traveling. I was mm. traveling to another place. And, you know, I write about that in the, in the crossing. Again, that book was my therapy, writing all of that experience down was a form of therapy for me. But this existence, this plane of existence that we are on, is just one of many. People often talk about these interdimensional beings, you know, because there's multidimensional uh, possibilities. I truly believe that all of us are comprised uh, uh, of the same stuff down at the atomic level and because of that, when we no longer exist on this plane, it doesn't mean that the energy all, you know, the energy stored within the atoms that make us dissipates into nothingness. I think it carries over into another plane of existence. Our consciousness may continue to persist if it were to be integrated into some sort of like the gentleman was saying, some sort of sentience created by some otherworldly technology that is uh, akin, uh, you know, that is uh, uh, similar to the artificial intelligence that we're now seeing emerge. Who's to say that that's not one of many possibilities? 
it's hard to put into words, isn't it, when you've experienced right. the other side? Exactly. It's and when you, hard to describe. Yeah, and when you have that knowing that, you know, you're just you're you you go on. It's just hard. When I, when I when that happened to me, um, I kept visiting a place that was told to me was called the vortex, which was you travel through this vortex, you end up in this other reality, and there are people there, and there's a whole world of activity that's going on, and uh, it's just something that just I had to write it down, Connie. I had to write down that experience because I was coming and I was going in and out of this existence during that time period, the six months that I was at the hospital, uh, and three times that I nearly died. So you're conscious this whole time. You're not in a coma or anything. No, I'm wide awake. I can see the only thing that worked were my eyes. Well, you were was, you were an abductee. <laughs> I was I was able to blink. Uh, thank God for that. Uh, but you know, I literally looked like a zombie. I could not close my mouth. Mm. I, I, everything about me was gone. I was completely and utterly paralyzed, except for the fact that I could blink my eyes. And you know what I'm saying, right? That's that's uh, abductees that can't right, move, right. but can move my eyes. It's a form of paralysis, exactly. Yeah. Did you now? I know. Um, just a real quick question here before we go into the break. Um, did you ever want to stay when you saw the light? It's not when I saw a light. It's when I saw people. I honestly feel that at one point I met someone on the other side and formed a relationship. And it was hard to come back to this reality when I had formed something in that reality. Yeah, yeah. So you did experience the no time as well as the love. Very much so. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what, Connie? I'm going to send you a copy of the book, The Crossing, before anybody else so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, I know because it's like, man, you're being so vague. I'm trying to get it out of you, but I know it's in the book. (laughs) There's another world. There's another world. And you you travel through the vortex, and uh, some of us who travel are able to do things on the other side, and it's a very interesting existence. Yeah. Now, when you went three different times, did you see three different things? Get this. I was able to go more than three times. Um, I think the, the, the three times that I nearly died, that I I may have died. Uh, are what gave me that ability to traverse back and forth between our existence and that existence. Anthony Sanchez, Connie Willis, Coast to Coast AM, Open Lines. It's Coast to Coast AM, Connie Willis here. We are in the middle of Open Lines, and Anthony Sanchez is stuck around for this last segment. To answer your questions, you can find his work at strangelightspublishing.com. Also, go straight to UFO Nexus if you'd like to go straight to that book, and and uh, you can go ahead and get signed copies, pre-register. comes out at Halloween. Also, you know him from past discussions here on Coast to Coast with UFO Highway and even uh, on Beyond Belief with George Norrie several different times, and you've 
heard us talk about is Ghost Hunter Apps, too. And you can go to ghosthunterapps.com. My goodness, I need to be your manager, your agent, or something here, don't I? Holy cow. Oh, well, 25%, baby. Tony. I appreciate the offer. <laughs> Okay, so okay, so here here's a here's a um, uh, perk of being a blue rocker. My show, Blue Rock Talk, which you've been on a long, long time ago. Got to get you back on, by the way. Yeah. Yes. And and we got you know I think it'd be fun to show the documentary that you know you shot for for us. Absolutely. I think that would be fun. So okay, our blue rocker member. Uh, Michael from New Bloomington, Ohio. He says, Connie, could you ask Anthony if he remembers the, I think it's, uh, it's C-O-Y-N-E. So I think it's COIN, Uf, the COIN UFO incident. It happened over Charles Mill Lake. That's near Mansfield, Ohio. This was back in 73. This year would be the 50th anniversary of the event. It was near a collision of an Army Reserve helicopter and UFO and he wondered, too, has the case's original official conclusion remained the same or has it changed? Do you know anything about that? Right. That's called the Queen UFO helicopter event. When, like you said, in 1973, there was four Army National Guard members, including the pilot, Lawrence Coyne, C-O-Y-N-E, but it's pronounced Coyne. Okay. That claimed to encounter the UFO while they were on a flight near Mansfield. Now, here's the thing. They reported that the object hovering above their aircraft, the helicopter, was maneuvering in a way that defied conventional aviation capability. Not only that, it seemingly defied the laws of physics, similar to what? The Tic Tac UFO. I'm not mm. saying it was a Tic Tac UFO, but it's amazing that UFOs that are reported by pilots, the commercial pilots, military pilots, often report that the craft are defying the laws of physics. They're maneuvering in ways that are seemingly impossible. Yeah, that's I was only three years old when that happened, but yeah, that's a well-known case. So are the tic-tac shape the same as people when they say the cigar shape? Well, if, if we take a look at the tic-tac UFO for what it is, uh, it is uh, – a 40-foot-long object, stark white, eerily reminiscent of a Tic Tac candy. So there's no wings, no discernible means of propulsion. I guess you could say it's like a cigar, but not really because <laughs> they, they describe it as a Tic Tac, not a cigar. This is true. But, you know. Some of the cigars I see people smoking now, and maybe they're not cigars. Uh, who knows? Let's go. Let's go to wild card line number one and talk to Joe from Monterey. Hey there, Joe. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. Thank you, Connie, for taking my call. Yes. And thank you, Anthony, for staying in the physical world. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> which sometimes is not that uh, difficult, but you have to reincarnate, and that's a Vicious cycle. Now, you, would t you mentioned the archons, which is uh, a favorite uh, topic of mine. I never get a chance to talk about it. But there's something above the archons called the demiurge. And the demiurge, this is becoming more and more po uh, uh, popular knowledge now because there are people that are running into it and they're talking about it. And people are finding out. Uh, this is known as the lesser god. 
the god of good and evil. Uh, this is the um, this controls from I believe from the top of the astral down to the physical. So we're under its dome, if you will. This is one of the reasons why we can't find the truth unless we discover it ourselves, and then people don't want to believe us. There's a mind control here. And, and you know, one of the interesting things, too, about the Demiurge is a lot of people believe that lesser God is actually, and I don't want to be controversial, but it's the God of the Abrahamic religion. And so in the Archonic in the Archonic, in the Archontics uh, view in, from Gnosticism, they see that as an evil entity, yet that evil entity supposedly is the god you know, of the Abrahamic religion. So I don't know. It's very controversial. But the uh, Archons in Gnosticism and religions uh, today, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, interconnectivity. Uh, from a lot of the uh, the books that, are, that were found in the Nagamati Codices, the stories in the Nagamati Codices, there's remember Gnosticism was kind of like lost to history. There are no Gnostics today that can be traced back to that original group. So a lot of it was lost. Thank God they found the Nagamati Codices. What was I think it was in 1936. So those stories do persist. I, I have a copy of the Nagamati Codices in my room, so yeah, you know we can we we have that ability to read into that. But it's very interesting that uh, one of the theories put out there is that the demiurge is in fact the god of the Abrahamic religions. So and and that the Abrahamic religion uh, again, I don't want to get into controversial aspects. But why not? Uh, That's what we do. <laughs> right, Just okay, saying. So, so there are people out there that posit the idea that the Abrahamic religions, all three of them, have been worshiping the wrong god, an evil entity. See, it's very controversial. I don't want to go there. I'm not the one saying that. It's just what has been said. Did Did you leave, Joe, or did you have more? Yes, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. Um, Anthony, uh, I know how controversial how controversial it is. Uh, but if people understand what they're reading, um, this is the uh, what some of us know, and I've I've known this for oh gee thirty nine years. Um, know this thing, this God, as the two faced God, the God of good and evil, and it is the God of all religions. Now that doesn't mean that we don't have good people. This is the most important thing. In fact, some of the the writings have been inspired. And this is from a higher self. This is from other help that we may get. And this mm -hmm. is where you come in and talk about the movies giving us information. Yes, absolutely. For a long right. time, for over 50 years, I've met people that we get information from unlikely sources. These movies are written if they're inspired and usually sci-fi because you can get away with a lot of things on sci-fi. And mm -hmm. Roddenberry knew about that. And you look at some of his shows and say, whoa, gee, you know, he might have been right on. But there are other movies, and I know you know a lot of them, that they are written on multi-levels. Because when we're inspired and we mm -hmm. channel our higher self, we bring in knowledge from other dimensions. And right. this is the most important thing about channeling for yourself 
and writing or painting and being creative. Now the demiurge, it is it it feeds on us, on our energy, and it's called louche. It is uh, an energy that has been tainted by negative emotions. It is our energy that flows to us. But if we're angry, and you mentioned it, by the way, angry or you, you, you taint it, it draws upon that. That's why in the religion, God demands that you love it. But your love is tainted because it's, oh, it's, not, un- it's not unconditional love. And it's in all the scriptures and everything. Now, when we go into an altered state, we make contact with our higher self, and we are more closer to the truth. But when you're in fear and you pray to God out of fear, that energy is sucked up, and many people get drained. It's like a parasite. The uh, archons are actually parasites, and they were created by the by the demi uh, the demiurge, right? As its henchmen. So archons in Gnosticism, you know, they're seen as these. Uh, well, the Gnostics believe them to be celestial beings responsible for creating and maintaining the physical universe. Yet, they're often depicted as evil, malevolent beings, deceitful beings that try to keep humanity trapped in the physical world. Uh, the Bible even mentions uh, uh, archons. Uh, in the system of the Gnostics mentioned by Epiphanius, we find seven archons that are mentioned indirectly in the Bible. So there are definitely connections between what the Gnosticism movement was putting out uh, alongside the other, well, this predated, I believe, uh, uh, Islam. But I know that the early, the early uh, Jewish religion, and then uh, ultimately uh, Christianity, uh, had uh, interconnected uh, writings that, that uh, dealt with Gnosticism, with, with archons from Gnosticism. Good stuff. Thanks, Joe, for calling in and uh, getting into that conversation. First time caller. Let's talk to Philip out of Texas. Philip, you're on the air. Hey, Tony. You guys got some champagne? We need to pop it. I'm so excited to come on the air. <laughs> pop it. <laughs> that guy Joe was talking so so informed and so long. I thought I thought there was another person. He had another guest on the program. I thought, oh wait, am I calling in the wrong time? <laughs> he knows his stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's going to jump back a little bit, but both uh, you and your guests were talking earlier about. Um, he was at a place that he was saying that he felt really bad. He said his head was burned, and he, you know, some people had headaches and things of that nature. Well, what was that site again that you know, you were visiting? Because I was just going to suggest EMS and EMPs. If it's something where someone wanted y'all to be away from there, somebody mm. could do a nasty, nasty trick to you know that stuff is used in the military too as, as weapons, and it's all based on how you drill the channel or the, the frequency. Well, what Connie was mentioning that she was in Dulce, that uh, they had a, they felt like there was a physical presence, uh, something trying to cause physical harm to them. But I mean, Connie, it kind of almost sounded like you were talking about uh, direct, you know, directed energy weapons. I mean, it was kind of, I mean, I'm just putting that out there. Oh, oh, well, in remote viewing, if somebody, uh, to me, hybrids and people that, well, you know, 
that they have a little bit more in them than others, uh, they can view your head and, you know, view what's going on inside your mind, just like alien. To me, it's hybrid. You're half alien, half human. You know, look like a human. You got the alien uh, abilities and you can view. Uh, we have a lot of remote viewers uh, that are very, 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 very good that, Again, I think all I, I'm into the hybridization project. I'm into uh, Bud Hopkins, right, and D- David Jacobs. So, so I think a lot of that's happening. But you can feel it. Some people can feel it. I'm one that can, but but not everybody does. But you can feel it, and there's a personality to it. And it and that one, that one hurt. Wow, wow, that's interesting. Um, yeah. It, oh, did did we lose Philip? I was gonna. I was gonna. No, I'm still are you driving and what are you driving in? Um, well, I'm, I have to be out to look at the nighttime sky. It's beautiful, oh. Texas. No, I'm just, what kind I, of? I, I stop. I, I have stopped, but it's. But are are you in a big truck? No, 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 just a personal oh. vehicle. Oh, personal okay. Vehicle. I was gonna I was gonna ask for a big big horn sound, but I guess you could give me a little beep. <laughs> a Mustang convertible. It's, oh. it's comfortable. So I was gonna. So when he was talking about his. His head, can he get back to his hotel room? He said his head was burning. Was that along the same things there, too, then, that, as you were talking about, about viewing? I don't, I don't know. The, our guide, uh, he was uh, from Dulce. He was part of the Hickory Apache. He told us not to touch anything up there, and we just stupidly touched everything. And I got very sick. <laughs> I, I suffered a form of paralysis. I was... Uh, oh. Quite literally dealing with a lot of pain. I'm going to ask anybody that attended that uh, conference that we ended up going to right after that event. Something happened. It was just an odd time in my life. Yeah, I'm glad. Listen to the guide. I'm glad he brought that up. I'd like to talk to you more about that while I have you here. Because, okay, so you're at the top of the mesa, and this is, and you see airplane parts. These are, they were massive shipping containers for jet engines just sitting up there. Oh, cool. yeah. I remember like, you talking about that. Right. They're just sitting up there. And I got a picture of uh, Rick Prescott. got a picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have, we have, we've, I've got pictures of this. They're circulated. They're all online. And, uh, you know, the, our, our guy, by the way, who was a former police officer there, uh, the Hickory Apache, told us. You know, but we finally, when we came across those things and we started messing with them, he said, I don't want to be in your video. I don't want you guys taking pictures of me or my dog or my truck. And we need to get the heck out of here. So it was kind of a surreal event to find military equipment up at the top of the Mesa. When the, now, there's no military presence there, not since the time of the U.S. Calvary. Hmm. <clears throat> Now, we, the different times that I went, I think one time we stayed at that little hotel there, right? There's that one hotel. Yeah, there's the casino and the hotel there. The yeah, that, yeah, oh, that's it. And, but each time we just kind of went in, drove wherever we wanted to drive. Uh, but, but it, I, I remember going to the casino. Yeah, well, and some people, yeah, and some people were coming out and I would just ask them. You know, hey, what do you know about what's going on around here? And and I got many different stories. Uh, this was when, in my UFO days and alien days, and they were talking Bigfoot at that point. I wasn't there yet. 
I'm there now, but they were also talking about how you could look out your window and you could just see the other side of the street moving to the left or moving to the right or trees just moving past you, things like that happening. Just crazy stuff. And they they said it as if it was normal. Well, here's something else that's kind of strange about Dulcie. I met with multiple families there uh, who reported hearing traffic beneath their homes. Yes. Like yeah. traffic, cars, vehicles of some sort beneath yeah. their homes. Yeah. That's Did strange. you hear about the talking wells? No. Yeah. Well, okay. Talking wells. There's like wells and you would hear uh, talking in them if you put your ear to it. So yeah, we were trying to find the wells. Uh, they were trying to give us directions. Hey, we got to let you go. We've got another okay. hour of open line. So everybody stick around, but Hey, Anthony, thanks so much for uh, hanging in there with us. Hey, thank you. And Tom and George for having me back. I really appreciate you guys. Strange lights, publishing.com is where you can find Anthony's books, UFO Nexus, UFO Highway. Don't forget his ghosthunterapps.com as well. And thanks again for being with us. His book comes out Halloween. All right. Like I said, open lines continue. Stay with us. Connie Willis here on Coast to Coast AM. 